Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program, our fill-in host for today, is Pastor Brian Lennertz. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to church this Sunday. We have two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. That 11 a.m. service is live-streamed at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And if you come to the 11 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available. This week, Pastor Brian Lennertz will be preaching, and he's hosting our Harvest Time today. Hi, Pastor Brian. Half a day, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited for this Sunday. Uh, I've been working on a message out of Colossians chapter 4 over the topic of an impactful life is fueled by devoted and strategic prayer. And it's exciting in the world we live in today. A lot of people are asking the question, how can my life make a difference? Uh, over, over the COVID couple years, people are looking at their own mortality and they're, they're looking at what they're doing and where they're spending their time. And they're, they're seeking to change things up for a life of impact. And Paul addresses that in the passage. So I'm so excited to dig into that this weekend and we invite you out. But here in the studio with me today, I have the pleasure of having Logan and Mackenzie Barth with me. So welcome you two. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Well, we we are excited to have you. Uh, I got to think through a couple people to have on the show today, and you guys were one of the first people that came to my mind uh, because I've heard a little of your story, and I don't think we've had you on the radio. Actually, um, Logan, you've been on the radio a long time ago, right? How, how long ago was that? It was about 11 years ago. I was very thankful for my mom, <laughs> uh, amongst other things. I can't remember what the other thing was, though. Not nearly as important as my mom. Yeah, we were joking about it that we would like to pull up the clip and hear young Logan Barth. Uh, and we might do that, you know, if we need to buy some time later on. But uh, we'll <laughs> see how this goes. So, Logan McKenzie, uh, Lord brought you out to Harvest. Um, how long ago? And kind of what's the story of that? How did the Lord direct you guys over to Harvest? Um, so... I went to college at Bob Jones. I had a lot of professors who had talked about Harvest and the ministry out here um, while I was a student. They had taught a couple grad classes to the teachers who were already out here, and they just gave Harvest a really good rap, and they pushed every elementary education major to go at some point. They always said, if we could have done that when we had first gotten married and first became teachers we would have done it so if you get the chance do it and I thought that oh well other people in my class will do it I won't be the one to do that um, but they kept pushing it and then harvest recruiters would come out I would always stop and say hi um, and they remembered me which was impressive like when I would go back year after year they would remember who I was um, I also became really close friends with people who graduated from Harvest. They also raved about it. So the Lord started putting it on my heart that maybe I should look into coming out here. Um, and then I met Logan, and he also said that he had lived out here before. So just a lot of things happened at once in my life. I always kind of had an itch to live somewhere else other than the States. Um, and so we looked into it, we applied, and God opened doors, and now we're out here. So, 
And then, Logan, I know you're not a stranger to this ministry. It's your first year on staff. I actually knew you. You were one of my Awana clubbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I called him my uh, my um, cubby, right? You were uh, maybe not cubby, maybe no, I think TNT. I was a little older, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Logan, can you tell me a little of that story? Obviously, it's different since you're out here. What? Uh, maybe tell me a little bit about that as, you know, your youth being out on Guam and then how that played a role in leading you and your wife back over here. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Harvest was a huge part of my childhood. Uh, uh, the Herons and the Baldwins, most those people aren't here anymore, but, um, you know, really influential people in my life and uh, leading me closer to God. And I know that when I was here, uh, I was young and I was foolish sometimes, so I wasn't always the most godly person. Uh, left here, uh, you know, went to the States, uh, back in uh, 2011, we moved to Hawaii, not really the States, you know, but whatever. It's Hawaii. Uh, we moved there and then went to Bob Jones and I wanted to do art. And then I was like, no, art's really hard. So I went to Walmart and then Walmart was not fun at all. So then I went back and I decided to do graphic design and, uh, I was really successful. The Lord had really put me in the right place where I needed to be at the right time. And my senior year, my um, professor sent out an email about Harvest needing a new graphic designer. And I was like, that's crazy. I used to go there. And I let him know that. And he was like, well, maybe you should reach out. So me and Mackenzie were still dating. uh, And I I reached out to her. And I was like, hey, let's... uh, are you interested in this? And she said that she also just got an email from Lawrence Nagengast, like the the day after, right? Something like mm-hmm. that. And we were just like, okay, I think this might be the Lord leading us. So we prayed for a good month. Every night we would just we'd get together for a little bit and just um, really talk and, and pray and think through what we wanted to do. And then um, through some different meetings with uh, Pastor Wallen and uh, uh, Pastor Zajacek, we eventually were uh, given the go-ahead to come out here, and now we are here. So. Now I, I get to see you guys in action um, pretty frequently. Uh, I know Mackenzie, uh, uh, my daughter loves you as <laughs> around, so and I love you too. <laughs> and, and Logan, I'm around you all the time, maybe too much at times. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> with it, but if you guys could tell the audience a little bit about what you do at Harvest, kind of um, what. Um, the average day looks like what your what your jobs are here. Mackenzie, we can start with okay. you. Um, I am a fifth grade teacher. I teach English to all of fifth grade. So I'm trying to teach them how to write, um, which that's rough after COVID. But my morning is seeing all of the fifth grade classes. Um, and then they switch to math and reading. And then in the afternoon, I teach them Bible and history and science, and we always have fun stuff in there too. Um, I think since I'm a first year teacher, I'm like known as the fun teacher. <laughs> but what yeah. was it about fifth grade that that drew you to that group? Um, I did my student teaching in fifth grade. I did a long term subbing position in fifth grade, and I just love that age. They are still at a very influential age. They don't. Most of them don't think they're too cool for. Mm-hmm having fun still yeah before they get to middle school so I was just burning for that age I had worked with younger but I really enjoy fifth grade awesome and Logan tell us a little bit about what you do here 
Uh, I am the graphic designer for Harvest. I do mostly uh, print pieces, but I have done some PowerPoint stuff for Pastor and for different uh, events that were coming up. And then I also teach yearbook for the high school. Um, not something I'm used to, not something I went to school for, but boy, is it fantastic. I love those guys very much. Yeah, I've, I've got to see both your, your work, and it really shows up your love for the Lord, and um, it shows up in kind of your, your servant attitude and your ministry that you um, show so readily on campus here. Can you, can you guys maybe take a minute and, and share for us where that all began, where your story of faith started about coming to know the Lord for that? Uh, maybe, Logan, we'll throw it back <laughs> to you first here. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Okay, so I think... I'm, like, my mom pulled me aside when I was five years old. I, I don't remember the moment super well because I was five. It's a little hazy, but she had prompted me and said, hey, would you like to learn more about Christ? And I was like, of course I do. I'm sure we talked about hell or something in, in church, and it freaked me out, and I wanted to know more about Christ. And uh, since then, I've been saved. And throughout that time since, I have always kind of flip-flopped on uh, my faith, whether or not I really truly believed. And I know, especially through high school, there was a lot of uh, trouble in my heart where I didn't know if I wanted to believe in God or if I really uh, cared if he even did exist. And then uh, my senior year uh, really changed me. A lot of stuff happened in my life that made me think, hey, I might need to actually get my stuff together before I you know, get out of high school. And so uh, I went to Bob Jones, and uh, I steadily grew uh, learning more about the Bible, learning more about Christ and how to live a life that's honoring to God. Um, and then coming here, meeting Mackenzie, those last two big parts of my life have really been a driving part in my relationship with Christ and really have brought me closer to Him. That's awesome. Mackenzie, can you share a little of your story? Um, I came from an unsaved parent background. They started going to church with me um, when I was five. I got invited by my violin teacher to go to church to Awana, and my parents started going with my little sister. They would sit in on the Covey messages, um, and they got to hear the gospel very clearly, clear enough for two- and three-year-olds to understand, so my parents got to hears the gospel too and they came to Christ through that um, and they started taking me to church. I got saved around the age of seven. Um, I just remember I was sitting on the bus after school and for some reason God just convicted me in my heart. I was crying about the fact that I was a sinner and it wasn't even necessarily fear of death or going to hell. I just knew that I needed God and I couldn't live my life without God um, one minute longer. So I believe I did get saved on the bus, but then that night I did go to church and my pastor talked with me about it. Um, I got baptized a couple years later with my mom. Um, and then my mom passed when I was 12 years old, but seeing her faith um, in her passing was really encouraging to me. Um, I did go through a time of doubt when I went to college. I chose a Christian college. I put on the facade of being a Christian, but deep down in my heart, I was the furthest away from God that I've ever been. Um, I was doubting his goodness, doubting how he could take my mom away. Um, 
but that was the first time where I actually started reading my Bible too. Um, and I just, I read through the entire Bible. It didn't, it took me longer than a year, but I got to see God's goodness from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And then it started showing up in my life. Um, and my sophomore year of college is when I just, I, I knew for sure God had quelled all my doubts about the fact that he is real and he loves me and he cares for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a powerful story, Mackenzie. I didn't know that about you. Have, um, have you seen over the years in ministry the Lord allow the, the trials that you've been through? Um, have you seen the opportunities that have come of that to be able to reach out to other people? Yeah. Um, I just had an opportunity with my students the other day. I was talking to Logan about it, where we were talking about David and Mahivasheth or however you say his name, (laughs) Uh, but how there is the son of Jonathan that is crippled. um, And he was crippled because a servant was running away with him and dropped the boy. And my students were like, well, then it's her fault that he's crippled. And I said to them, well, let's talk about that question. Let's not just glaze over that because who is in control of even when bad things happen? Um, and, you know, they they know to say God. They go to a Christian school, so they know that usually the answer is God, Jesus, or the Bible for questions mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I was able to talk deeply with them about how God uses even bad things and allows bad things. He uses those things for good. Um, and I shared with them my testimony of my mom and how I was not much older than they are now. And I had to see my mom go through some really hard things, but I knew God was good through all of it. So that was really encouraging. Well, I know many listening in will be an encouragement to them going through different things. So thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. And we were joking a little bit before this began about kind of the story of how you guys came came together, how the Lord brought you two uh, to meet each other. And uh, there was a little worry on Logan's faith that his story was going to match up with yours, Mackenzie. So I think we're going to put Logan on the spot to tell his side of the story first about how the Lord brought you two together. So I was roommates with this guy named Jonathan, and me and him got along pretty swell, and he kind of introduced me to the friend group. And... uh, he he and Mackenzie were like buddy buddy good friends and stuff and uh, they were like hey come study with us sometime I was like okay I'll come study with you guys sometime so I come and study with them sometime and uh, she just happens to sit next to me and you know she's really flirty obviously she really cares about what I'm saying even though I'm just <laughs> talking about like a, a manual for you know some random company and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is my version of the story. You can tell gotcha, yours. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I really liked her too. And it was kind of interesting because we both kind of came to school that year, uh, not really expecting to date or do anything like that. I was like, I'm open to it, but I was like, it's fine if I don't. And then I met her, and it was like this instantaneous spark. And um that's really it it was just that one moment and from there we got closer and we uh really enjoyed each other's company outside of our friend group and yeah yeah now we're here (laughs) 
Mackenzie, does that match up? Yeah, it does. Right. Um, I had I had seen Logan on campus the year before we met a couple times, and I was like, oh, he's really cute. I don't know who he is, <laughs> but he's really cute. Um, and then, yeah, like he said, our friend Jonathan um, invited him to study with us. We also had mutual friends from, well, kind of mutual, but people who knew him from when he lived on Guam that I was friends with um, that were like, yeah, he is really cute, but he's also cool. So we should invite him (laughs) into our friend group. Um, And like he said, he came to study with us. We did not get any studying done. I don't think we just talked the entire time and I had never met someone in my life where I had just sat down and talked for hours. Hmm. Um, and we did. And then all of our friends were like, that felt like we were on a date with you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, we were very hopeful about how things would go after that. And the Lord just worked it out to where we came out here and we got married. So yeah. well, I'm thankful for that. You guys have been a blessing at Harvest. And I know your ministry shows up in many different ways, but... So you guys kind of look to the future. Uh, maybe you can share a couple burdens that you guys have had ministry-wise um, where maybe you can see yourself in the future or uh, different ways that you're serving the Lord, Logan. That's a big question. Uh, obviously, I absolutely love and adore the high school students that I work with, whether it's um, in yearbook or if it's in Heart for Christ. And I want them to love the Lord and I know that at that age, it is uh, sometimes unpopular to think that the Bible has anything to add to your life. And because I know that's how I was. I know that that's how a lot of people were at that age, because you want to be cool. You want to get along with people. You want mm-hmm. friends. And you think that if you give up or you think that you have to give that up to be faithful or whatever it is. But I just want them to learn and hopefully through my time with them and opportunities to hang out with them either in school or uh, at church, that they can really grow to love the Lord. That's great. Mackenzie? Um, I am just burdened for my students. I grew up in a public school um, where I'm used to not talking about the Bible. I would talk with my friends about it, but teachers weren't allowed to express that. But it's really unique that now I'm at a Christian school and I am allowed to talk about the Bible. I am allowed to read the Bible to my students um, and share the truth of Christ with them. So I am just burdened that they would leave my class knowing that I love them and most importantly, God loves them so much that he sent his son to die for them Um, and not be lukewarm to that fact or just be I just hope it's not falling on deaf ears and that they know that it's true and it's the truth and that they have a heart for God moving forward our time's running out here but Logan I wanted to go back to something I got to know you when you were younger a little bit Mm -hmm. 
and it's always such an encouragement at Harvest. We we've, have the privilege, we've seen many who've kind of grown up through here um, as, as kids, and then the Lord brings them back. When you look back at your years at Harvest, what do you take away from that? Um, obviously, it produced in you a heart to want to come back out here. But when you look back at that time, what kind of stood out to you of where the Lord worked in your life and and the, the different people or opportunities that Lord really used for you? So aside from you, of course, who was one of the most influential <laughs> people in my life, uh, who remembers the years he taught me for sure, uh, there was a youth pastor here named Aaron Scott, and he invested an unearthly amount of time in me for being a dweeby little kid. He loved me, and he made sure that I was involved and that I could do things. If he ever wanted to take me somewhere, he'd, he'd take me. He, he would post things on Facebook that were directed at me just to joke around with me, and that's meant a lot to me. And I was just thinking about that the other day that you know, there's people out here that that loved me, even though I was this little seventh, eighth grade kid that was annoying and could be really stupid. But, you know, it's stuff like that, that I feel like really influenced my life. People that came alongside me and uh, uplifted me in ways that you wouldn't always expect. So I, uh, yeah, I, I think that that was one of the biggest things is the way that people at Harvest use their time to love others. That's encouraging. And Mackenzie, I know you didn't grow up at Harvest, but looking back at your life, um, who are some of the people that just had the biggest impact on you and why? Um, teachers are one of them. Um, I just have a very newfound appreciation for all my teachers um, that loved on me. And I, I did find out years later that the ones who have really stuck in my mind were Christians and they were saved. Um, and again, even though they couldn't bring up God, they, they showed it in every part of their being. Um, I have a second grade teacher and then even a secretary at my, at my school when I was growing up that just showed that they cared and loved for us. Um, my pastors at my home church in, in Brighton, Michigan, um, they were a big influence, especially my youth pastor, um, Rob Wagner, his brother is out here right now, but uh, he was a big influence in my life too. And my my mom and my dad also. To be able to see them get saved as adults and totally change their lives around was a big testimony to me. Um, and just seeing the process of sanctification is really awesome. Well, it's so cool because when you look at your lives, it's really coming full circle. When you hear those stories of what the Lord did in your lives now, you know, Lord brought you back out here, Logan, and there's many that are benefiting from that. For you, Mackenzie, I mean, going into teaching, uh, I have a fifth grade daughter who will have some classes with you, and I get to see the effects on that. And it's so cool as we get to be in the business of impacting lives. And we're just really thankful that the Lord brought you guys out here. And thank you guys for, for being with us today on the radio. So, Chris, back to you. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time as well. Of course, at this point in the program, we just want to personally invite you again to services this weekend at Harvest. We have two on Sunday, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. service. 
that 11 a.m. service is live streamed. It's at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And if you come to the 11 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available. This week, Pastor Brian Lennertz will be preaching. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.